0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys Podcast. This is Logan, and today, this is the Ancient Gods Part 2 DLC 2 for Doom Eternal um, review. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I, I just finished it. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the ending. So... Uh, In the Ancient Gods Part 2, we're going to be discussing the new hammer, the new demon types, new maps, story, everything, so spoilers will be included. If you do not want to be spoiled, play the DLC, or if you're not going to play it, you might as well just listen anyways, because, you know, you're probably never going to play it. Um, So, Doom Eternal, the Ancient Gods Part 2, picks up right off... At the beginning, or excuse me, the end of the Gods Part 1, the Doom Slayer tries to shoot the Dark Lord, and of course, there can be no blood spilled in the, um, I forgot the name of the, uh, the place, but basically where he resurrected the, the devil, um, And basically he goes to a teleporter and says, if you, you know, complete these challenges or whatever, I'll be waiting for you in Amora, which would be the uh, main city in hell and of Jakkad is what it was known as prior. Um, so essentially, we, uh, so we basically go on this quest, um, to getting the Night Sentinels, getting the Sentinel Hammer, or the Hellbreaker, and we then go to Earth to open up the portal to get to Hell, using the crystal that we got from... Uh, this, uh, world sphere or whatever for, from, uh, the Sentinel homeworld of Argentineur, And then we go to Amora, lay siege, basically, you know, catapulting and using big mechs and stuff to break through the city walls to get to the Dark Lord himself. And then, of course, the last battle being fighting the Dark Lord. So I want to start off by talking about the Sentinel Hammer. This thing is really cool, but I'm also a little bit let down by it at the same time. Because when they said a new weapon, right, you're thinking, okay, so something that's going to help me deal damage to my opponents. This weapon isn't a damage dealer. This weapon is very much a tool. It's supposed to help you be able to get more armor, more ammo, more health. And stun enemies at the same time, so giving you uh, time to be able to shoot them and stuff. Which is really cool, but at the same time, I don't think that the Sentinel Hammer is, you know... It it doesn't beat The Crucible, in my opinion. I personally like The Crucible better. I'm more of a swords guy anyway. But it was still a nice addition. Doesn't, you know, break the gameplay or anything. It's really helpful. It's just as a weapon, I wouldn't call it a weapon. I would call it more of a tool. But nonetheless, still a good addition to the game. Um, Let's talk about the first mission. The World's Fear. This thing... Oh my gosh, dude. This map, this this mission looks beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The landscapes are absolutely breathtaking. Doom Eternal has easily some of the best visuals I've ever seen in a video game. This mission in particular, though. This mission made me just... Just was in awe the entire time playing through that mission now um basically in this mission you're just trying to receive uh you know a crystal basically it's the same um it looks the exact same as the sentinel crystals you use in the main uh campaign to upgrade the doom slayer um but so basically um the new meat hook puzzles they're not that bad once you know where you're going it's not that bad but you know for the first bit of it it's kind of like uh, what am i doing but i gotta say um the meat hook uh you know there's definitely a lot more platforming i think that this dlc is very platform heavy mainly in the first two missions but once you go to like Mora, it's not so bad um and obviously dark lord there's none it's just a complete level that is a boss fight um but yeah so basically um it was it, it, it was just good it was just you know it was fine once you get all you know used to the platforming it's all good um so, yeah, platforming not really a huge problem once you figure it out, but if you're one of the people that didn't like it before, you're definitely not going to like it here. Um, the second mission on Earth. So, basically, uh, I forgot what the name of the mission was. What was it, like, um, Like Reclaimed Earth? I'm pretty sure is what it was. It's basically an overgrown city on Earth, and basically this is you trying to find that portal to get to the city of Amora, um, and you find out that, oh, the father created, you know, this this... You know teleporter this portal to be able to go to more and oversee it but at the same time you come to figure out (laughs) that um, not only is he made it but basically the makers have been to earth before the humans were even there. Um, which is really interesting, considering the fact that the Sentinel people also had their own gateway from Sentinel Prime to Mars, and that used to be a, a colony as well. So, the Milky Way galaxy is very well known to most other species out there, uh, you know, other than humans. So, the humans, you know... They really play a back role in this uh, story, and Intern Guy does as well. We don't actually get to see Intern Guy again. Um, We just get to hear him through the comms a little bit. Um, same thing with the father. We don't know what happens with Sam or Maker. So, there's still a lot, and like when we discuss the ending, there is a lot left open to continue the Doom universe and the Doom story, such as the father, what happened to Sam Maker, aka the Seraphim. He's still alive, and we don't get to see anything to do with him. So, there's definitely a lot of things that can lead into the next Doom game already that they've set open. Um, so at the end of this, so then we get to see Jamora, which is big basically a big battle scene you got to see in the teaser and main trailer which looks fucking awesome by the way cuz you look out to the background and you see the sentinels you know and the the dragons um you know they're fucking you know laying siege to the fucking towers and you're breaking through and it's really cool. You don't really get to si- uh, fight side by side but at the same time you feel like you are fighting side by side but so that's basically what Amora is. It's just getting into the city. Um, and then once you do get into the city, you end up fighting, like, you know, these guards. And basically, in the Lord explains that the people inside the city walls of Amora do not actually transform into demons, they stay their own flesh human selves. Um, or, well, not human, but they're, you know, flesh. <laughs> organic beings, and those outside the walls are, who get turned into demons, but yeah, so basically, we get to the Dark Lord, we beat the Dark Lord in combat, in ritual combat, and this seals all the demons inside of hell, but at the end of the DLC, you, the Doomslayer himself takes off his helmet, actually says something, being no, stabs the, um, the, Dark Lord in the chest, killing him, which obviously traps the demons inside of hell. But you also come to find out during this boss fight that actually the father is not God. The, the Dark Lord, Vod, the devil himself, is actually God. And it basically explains that while... <laughs> that uh while um the dark lord was trying to find a way to make his people immortal the people of jacad the makers found out uh, a way to make immortality or they made immortality uh and they found it and they deemed it to be a dangerous invention and essentially kept it from the dark lord casted him down to hell sealed him and the people of jacad off and with his rage and hatred uh, it transformed Jakkad, a you know beautiful place into what is now known as hell and the people of Jakkad, major well ma- yeah majority um into demons um and basically that's what ended up happening when it came to the dark lord so the dark lord is actually god in the doom universe and when he was casted down that's when the father became you know god he became god after god himself was casted down and became the devil and then at the end of the DLC you kill god slash the devil so now you you the doomslayer you know you fall to your you know you know your knees <laughs> and you pass out and you see him literally come full circle and get buried in the sarco- or get placed in the sarcophagus again and he's laid on top of the Ingmore San- uh, sanctum where the dark lord and the father's life spheres were so now the doomslayer is essentially the god of all creation now which is interesting because I- i'm really interested to see where they go with doom and then at the end of the DLC it says may the blood on your sword never dry uh but we hope we never need you again so essentially another you know uh, a passage from the korax tablet so essentially the Doomslayer <laughs> he doesn't die he just gets i don't know put into the sarcophagus into like kind of a sleep mode and then he's now like the the top of creation like he is the the, on that mantle now, like, he is the role of the creator, and, you know, literally God himself, so I think the Doomslayer has become God now, which is really interesting considering the fact that, you know, the Doomslayer himself does not seem to be very omnipotent, other than due to the fact that he beat the Dark Lord, <laughs> um, and, you know, the Con maker and whatnot, but the, the, the makers are an alien, you know, or, um, not organic, but, uh, an alien robotic race, And then, of course, the people of Jakat are actually organic, so it's kind of funny to see how the Doomslayer gets buried or put in the sarcophagus again, coming full circle, and he's not dead. It's clearly stated that he's not dead by the ending, where it says, may the blood on your sword never dry, and hopefully we never need you again, because, you know, the only point for the Doomslayer to you know be alive is to kill the forces of hell so i'm really interested to see what the next doom game brings or dlc because we know that samurai maker's alive we know that you know he uh and and then there's still that whole thing with the demonic crucible there's even still a passage that has uh been in doom 2016 that has not been fulfilled yet saying that basically (laughs) a priest would get a hold of the crucible and even make the doomslayer weep in his shadow. So to me, I don't think the doomslayer's journey is over. I think it's over for now and doom might decide to make maybe DLCs based upon humans or sentinel warriors or other things other um, you know, p- um, people in the Doom universe other than the Doom Slayer, but I think we will come back to the Doom Slayer to fight Sammer Maker, um, the Seraphim with the Crucible, uh, Demonic Crucible. I think that definitely there's going to be another threat that rises and we're gonna see the Doom Slayer return. But as of right now, he is on the Ingmar San- uh Sanctum and he is pretty much in, you know, sleep mode, I guess you could say, um, and he's sealed off in his sarcophagus, so yeah, that is, uh, where Doom Eternal ends, and it's, uh, he's not dead, obviously, but he is just there, kind of waiting to be, you know, reawakened by something terrible, um, and that's, that's, that's Doom 2016 and the end of Doom Eternal's, like, you know, story arc, the Dark Lord is dead, And the Dark Lord is somebody that was introduced in Doom 2016 as like this mystery character. And in Doom Eternal, he wasn't really too, too present until The Ancient Gods Part 1. Um, So yeah, I'm really interested in seeing exactly what, you know, happens and where we go from this point. Um, It's definitely something... You know, that I'm really interested in seeing. This DLC was great. It was long. It had plenty of stuff to do in it. Um and on top of that, the ending was very satisfying, but it want it leaves me wanting more. I want more Doom Eternal. I want more story content. This ending was definitely Avengers Endgame esque. The only disappointment I really had about the DLC was the new weapon, but the new demons were great. I think that they added a, a, a well needed and a new um you know difficulty level. Um, but in terms of like the main story, I was very impressed, and I was very happy. Um, I find it funny, though, that Commander Valen, we don't really get much of a conversation with him. He gives us the hammer in the first mission, and then after that, he kind of just leads the assault onto Imora. And that's really all we get to see of him. And with the Doom Slayer, I feel like him you know, not having closure and him just basically coming full circle and getting put into his sarcophagus again, but this time being basically on the mantle of, you know, the creator and of God, he pretty much is on that mantle now. It's not the father. It's not the devil. It's not God. He, he is God. He, he is the one that now pretty much is taken upon that mantle of being God, and overlooking, you know, creation itself, because, you know, the father can't take physical form, and, you know, Devad is dead, so he is the only one left, (laughs) so, yeah, um, I, I want more Doom Eternal. I think that the ending was great. They left it open for another appearance by the Doom Slayer or another full game. And that's great because I love the Doom Slayer. I think the Doom Slayer is one of the most badass video game characters ever. Um, and I want to see more. But unfortunately we don't know what the next plans are from id software and what they're going to do with doom and what they're going to do with you know they could end the complete doom 2016 story and decide to reboot it again or they could decide to um you know do like you know other stories or smaller doom games or even dlcs that take place in the doom 2016 universe except you know connect to um you know connect to uh you know, the uh that franchise and just not having the Doomslayer be the main protagonist. So yeah, no, I really love this DLC. It was great. Um I'm still trying to wrap my head around the ending because it's just like when you see it, you're just like, I can't believe that this is the ending. Like this is the conclusion. Like, not in a bad way. You're just like, I want more though. <laughs> like I want the Doomslayer to keep, you know, murdering demons. Like there's gotta be something. And that's the thing, though. When you build up the Dark Lord the way they did, it was pretty epic, I mean, it wasn't like you face the Dark Lord by the end of the first game, and ah, oh, he's done, you know, they they kept him for the second game, but they waited to get him in the DLC, and I think that that was the smartest move, because essentially, the Ancient Gods Part 1 and 2 combined, you could make that into its own game, like, those, uh, what, seven missions alone equal probably over 10 hours worth of, uh, gameplay, So not as much, not, not the length of doom eternal per se, but you could say it's about a game's length. You know, if you wanted to make like a spinoff game, that's shorter, that definitely would have, uh, you know, it definitely could have been, um, but yeah, so when it comes to Doom Eternal, I'm, I'm really happy with the product. Um, overall, I'm happy with the DLCs. You know, if you spend $100 on the Deluxe Edition uh, to get both DLCs and Doom Eternal, the base game, it's well worth it. The DLCs, they, they have everything you could want. Um, they have long, beautiful missions, um, good story uh, codexes and whatnot. So yeah, no, um, it's... It's definitely worth the money um, if you're willing to put that much down. But uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll catch you all in the next one.